Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Stella Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. to Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Brian Zatt, and I'm here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hey, everybody. And Elijah Bates. hey We're all back together here. We're all, it feels good. I, we, had, we had it last week off. Yeah. We, we, we weren't uh, all together last week. Jamie and I saw each other briefly in Chicago. Okay. That was four, four or five hours. Very briefly in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. I had some travel <laughs> issues, and I wasn't able to make my most of my StarCast time. Unfortunately, but as you know, travel issues do happen. Well, apparent. Well, so uh, inside line for those of you who have listened to the greatest trivia rumble. If those of you haven't, it's in the iTunes in our podcast one feed or iTunes feed or, or uh, check it out there. It's myself, it's Mario DeRosa, Blue Meanie, James Storm, James McKenna. We're playing a fun little trivia game. I think you guys will enjoy it. But uh, people seem to like it. The people that I have ah. who have listened to it did seem to like it, and I think, I think. I might be doing one again in the Los Angeles area cool. for Survivor Series. Yeah, weekend. because you know whoever won that, there's an asterisk there because he's not really the champion. I mean, this is more so. This is like, like because it wasn't really a competition. Did you I, listen? I wasn't there. <laughs> no, I agree. It's kind of like like whenever. I was. It was. Well, it's not like a. It's not like a um, a tournament. It's only a. It's 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 just that one match. So yes, he, yeah. James did win that one. match. I would have won. Well, you know, you might have, I would have won. It's a lot like whenever John Cena beat Rey Mysterio for the vacated WWE exactly title when CM Punk that. left. It's and exactly. I remember that. watching that, being like, 
This doesn't hold any water. Yeah. <laughs> James, you hearing me? No, 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 no. It's just like it's just like the opening match. Don't worry. Once once we start doing I, I once I'm able to start doing more Man, of these I'm gonna show up at the next one with super jacked in a tank top with a receding hairline and I'm yeah. gonna fuck everything up. <laughs> Get everybody excited. Yeah, I'm gonna You probably won't be only one of you are gonna be invited to this one. Why? As a contestant. Because I'm gonna have, I can only do You're not one. Allowed. No, because I'm gonna be follow How about we have a trivia off? No, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, we could do that. Can't even we be could there. make it a segment on the show where you guys go against each other hey, and see get, who gets. Let's get Kevin in on it too. Well, because here's because I, I think I'm gonna follow a similar formula where of the contestants where it's gonna be me hosting, uh-huh. one member of the wrestling sheet crew, mm-hmm. whether it's you, Jamie, Kevin, James, whoever, someone who works, you know, someone involved wrestling sheet. Yeah. Uh, a wrestler, mm-hmm. a wrestling, yeah, a wrestler, uh, po- possibly two wrestlers, if, okay. if, if, preferably, uh, and then a comedian. Okay. I like having a comedian there to keep it funny. I feel like I could fill all three of those roles. <laughs> you think you can follow all, you're not a wrestler. I aspired to, to be one, and I was on the wrestling team. What was your wrestling? Ah, oh, it's been so long. Wait, don't tell me. Wait. Yeah, come uh, on. You got this. You got this, old boy. It's like a swamp related. Wow. It's swamp. I know. I know. I knew that was. The, I know that more than I know than the, the actual. Remember, he brings an alligator to the ring. <sighs> What's his name? Just, from, tell, just tell me. He's Creole. He can use voodoo. <laughs> no, I, I literally. He's like remember, a mixture of Papa Shango and Crocodile Dundee. I literally remember every. His name is Bayou. 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 I said swamp. Wow. I, I was, <laughs> Bayou, that's what it is. That was a, this is a knife, by the way. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, but he doesn't like shaving. Yeah, I've never really understood the the hands, the hand movement See, that like Bayou has. Pretend this is a knife. <laughs> shaving still. Why would you be shaving? He's not shaving. It's you, ever knife. See, you ever see he, any Crocodile Dundee he, movies? He, he shaves like, with he, his knife. No, he's like rubbing a knife against his face. <laughs> I like my like, answer. I don't know better. why he's rubbing the knife against his face. I don't need to he's answer from, these accusations. He's from the Bayou. You. That's he's why, for God's sake. He does voodoo. Things he's, are different there. He's Crocodile Dundee mixed with Papa Shango. That's final. <laughs> okay, something else that's final. Daniel Bryan's new WWE Ooh. contract. Daniel Bryan is staying with WWE. Multi-year. That's more than one, right? That's more than one. Are you, uh, are you shocked about this? Not really. You know, to be completely honest with you, you know, I know that the the... The, the 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 Twitter fans that the rest you know wrestling fans on Twitter were obviously and just the indie wrestling crowd was really hoping that maybe you know the American Dragon Brian Danielson would return but you know at the end of the day look Daniel Bryan wants to prolong his career as long as possible yeah. and I just I feel like anybody who thought that that wasn't going to happen was living in a fantasy world yeah and I think the only reason why any of that talk was even happening was because he still wanted to wrestle yeah. and now that he can and and eventually I still think the jury's out of whether or not how they use of how they use him or not I think yeah. they're doing the slow burn in terms of having him be like back in the title picture I think it's smart not throwing him back in there right away I mean he's losing a little more than I would like him yeah. to lose lately um um, and but that's a whole other tangent that I'm going to go off on with about uh, Andrade Almas. But uh, you're not, well, yeah, we talk on the recap, but you're, you're not a fan that having him lose already so quickly. If, but he's he has, but he has the the way that Andrade has been used in the product right now, the main roster hasn't been one that's focused on him. He's a prop, you know. He's a prop to tell the story with Ma- with Miz and Daniel Bryan. Which is fine. That serves as another person for Daniel Bryan to fight before the Miz and Daniel Bryan 2 at WrestleMania probably. And it's just, you know, it's another one of those things that you can't judge success or how successful somebody could be on NXT just by gauging the reaction online or just from the NXT audience. That's definitely true. But, you know, one thing I do feel like when it comes to the Andrade, Miz, Daniel Bryan stuff is yes, obviously, it, if in a perfect world, yeah, Andrade would be winning matches, right? Uh, getting a push when he got it's called like, up oh, or whatever. It's like, oh, he beat Sin Cara. It's like, okay, but when is the last time Sin Cara been on television? Well, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Sin Cara got beat by the mat outside the ring one time. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say. You know, as much as I'm not stoked about the fact that, you know, he's maybe not getting this big push after, considering he's a former NXT champion or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you see Drew McIntyre is the opposite. You know, he's main eventing Raw now, and, yeah. and then the other NXT champion of recent yeah, memory. Yeah, but even but, Drew, they're not even really doing that. But like he's as, main eventing Raw weekly almost. As Dolph Ziggler's, like, but he's still, boy, But wacky. he's still main eventing Raw weekly. He's doing stuff against Great TV Seth. spots, don't get me wrong. He's getting a really big push. He, and, and, like, he probably will 
become on on his own. He probably will become uh, the star that we all want him to be. He's everything Vince wants yeah. right now. Yeah. And I mean, I'd put the belt on him if I was. The, he if, seems like a perfect middle ground between what Vince wants and what Hunter wants too. Yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. But what I was gonna say is, at least with Andrade. At least it's being used. Like I like that, that that it's better than what what they were doing with him before, which was fucking nothing. Yeah. You know, like at least he's being involved well, like, with two really good wrestlers that, the, that that are entertaining but people. Before they they brought them back over the last couple of weeks, it's like the Authors of Pain debuted and then just disappeared. I mean, for the only all the, the only recent call up is with the most recent superstar shakeup. I mean, let's list them: Ember Moon, Authors of Pain, No Way Jose. And Andrade. Did it, wait, right? was it anybody else? Sounds wait, right. How long sanity. And Sanity. How long has Ember Moon been on main roster? It wasn't the recent one. She, it's, she's been longer Which than is that. even crazier. <laughs> like the fact that this girl has been on the roster for almost two years and no, has done nothing. I think it's been nothing. like a year now. It's been a year now, I think. Whatever that's, it is. That's still baffling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. We talked about it on the Raw recap, too, which you guys can check out. If you're watching the YouTube channel, you can check out in the in the, in the feed of different uh, but, wrestling sheet radio stuff. But we were talking about the Authors of Pain stuff, too. And the Drake Maverick thing, it was so dumb having him in the same outfit. As <laughs> what the hell? You know, like, I mean, imagine if Paul Bearer wore a trench coat and a hat. You know, like, that doesn't make any well, sense. Well, I would have bought it a little bit with Paul Bearer, though, too. Nah, It'd be like, he's not the dust, like the duster, like, Old West mortuary undertaker dude. But the reason I brought all those up is the only one that's really been doing anything of note lately is Drew McIntyre. And I only think that's because Vince remembers him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, you're, you're 100. Like, hey, wait a second. That guy I said was going to be the future. It's the future now. I, I'm not a liar. Damn it! I just didn't say when. <laughs> no one said how long the future was going to be. <laughs> the future hasn't been written yet. Haven't you seen Back to the Future Three? <laughs> <laughs> we have a guy here in the office named Dorian, and uh, he has a is pe- his nickname Delorean? Dor- <laughs> no. Dorian Delorean? <laughs> no, but he's apparently like he hasn't seen a lot of classic movies uh-huh. that, 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 that you would think everyone has seen. Yeah. Um, and so on Collider Live, which is uh, in the Collider YouTube uh, channel, they they do it weekly here. It's Monday or Monday through Wednesday every week here, and uh, it got brought up that he there's so many movies he hasn't seen, and now. he works here, which is crazy. I know, I know. Well, he's seen he, he's very up to date on on lots of uh, lots of things yeah. like older movies yeah. are really his thing, you know. Um, especially like you know. It seemed, yeah, it's like it's older stuff, you yeah, know? I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I was the same way for a long time. Like, I missed a, out on a lot of like, I hadn't movies. seen Princess Bride until last year. Really? Yeah. Just no wow, idea. and that's yeah. Andre the Giant I, in that. Hey, and I hadn't seen Mary Poppins until I was like 30. Wow. Oh, wow. We were a Ben Knobs yeah, Broomsticks family. I don't know what to tell you. I hadn't seen. Yeah, there, I mean, that does make sense. Ben Knobs, like, I didn't see that, and I yeah. loved Mary Poppins. You know, yeah. I think you had one live-action classic Disney movie as a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hadn't seen Godfather nope, it, it, until I got older, and, I, and, and then I saw all those. I was like, no wonder everyone. Yeah, and nobody saw Chitty Chitty Boom Boom. Bang Bang. <laughs> or Bang Bang. <laughs> um, I bang still bang. haven't seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, to be honest. Or yeah, Boom yeah. Boom. boom, I, boom. I, I bet Chitty Chitty Boom Boom. What but wait, 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 wait. The reason I brought that up is because he hadn't seen Chitty boom, Back boom. to the Future. <laughs> One, two, like, or three? Or all any of them. Of them. Okay. He, wow. I, I was when, when I was in Chicago this weekend, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw him post a screen, you know, a picture of himself watching Back to the Future 1, like, all right, let's do this. And I was like... Oh man! I've like, seen it so many times. I, that's why I've seen it so many. I've been on the ride. Like, it's I, I, literally the perfect movie. Yeah. I know, that's why when I saw your cousin, he as an Marvin adult, Barry, that he as an adult was getting to see this for the first. I was like, man, like I was sad that he that he didn't that it's been this long since he's experienced it. But I was so happy that did he finally he, was. Did he enjoy? Oh, it? Oh, he loved it. Okay, like, yeah, good, he told me good, he, was, he loved it. It was so good. Are you telling he me first, it's eight twenty five? He saw one precisely. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> Damn, uh, I'm late he, for school. He saw one and two, and then he said he he started part three, but kind of like. Fell off a little I, bit. I, I got to be I, first time I ever got a car that can like the sunroof could open. First time I got a car, they do that. I blasted Power of Love driving around oh, Sunset. Yeah. Don't need money. You like Part Three? I love Part Three. You I like love Part Three. I love, I love them it. all. Do they you all love start, Part Three? I love them all. Erica, my girlfriend, for those of you who aren't aware, maybe newer listener, uh, she likes three the most out of all the movies. Three. One is the best, but three is my personal favorite. More than two? It's just because... How I, are you going to diss two like that? I, well, because two hasn't held up as much to me in, over the test of time. Because of the future stuff? No. Well, I but, actually... I, argue, I don't agree to this, but an argument some people have made about Back, Back to the Future 2 is that the first half is literally... I mean, the second half is literally just the first movie. But that's the fun of the movie. 
I think that they're all extraordinarily well done. However, on a personal level, I appreciate third the most because I I recall going to the video store and renting it the most. It was my I I had taped Back to the Future one off of TV, so I only had the edited version. I watched it a billion times. I was obsessed with time travel, but uh, like Back to the Future three, like I think it was that scene at the end whenever the sheriff like pulls Biff Tannen out of like. Out of the manure and Biff spits the manure out of his mouth. There, uh, just, there were multiple elements g- of it, and, uh, and I, lo- you know, and, and I was, you know, I think I'm pretty sure that I was a gunman in the Wild West in a different life. I can see that, and so like, there's just part of me when I see old West stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's for me. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I do like the fact that Robert Zemeckis, like in the DVD features, he's just like, why did you want to make this in the West? He's like, I, I just really want to make a cowboy movie. Yeah. <laughs> he really said that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, I lost track of what I was going to say right there. But yeah, wrestling. Did it have something to do with wrestling? <laughs> this whole so yeah, we should go back to wrestling. Good, good Back call. to Daniel Ryan. Oh, that's what I was going to say. No, Dorian, last thing I'll say about Back to the Future is I, when, we were, when I was having this conversation with Dorian, I said, oh man, I missed the ride. He was like, wait, there, there was, was a, a Back to the Future ride? <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh well, man, yeah. you've missed out on too much. And he'll never hey, see hey, it. I know. And if he doesn't know about that, then he doesn't know about the E.T. ride either. Oh, they'll, never, they'll never get that either. Okay. Unless he goes, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should get back on track here a little yeah. bit. But E.T. ride is that. You know, I, I, I think that, yes, you know, you, you said um, that it's, everyone should have seen this coming. Yeah. You know, with Total Bellas, Total Divas, uh, the fact that he, the, the, money pay, yeah. the, pay, the money he's going to make. The money he's going to make. And we should be happy. I, I, you'd be shocked. And Who how many people, isn't? You'd be shocked. And I know. Look, I'm getting, I, honestly, <laughs> after this weekend, I've gotten a lot better at realizing that social media is just negative for the most part. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Largely Jeez, negative. Yeah. Of course. That, that only the, the people who were angry talk about it. But I did see a lot of anger on social media over this. And people being like, whoa, whoa, whoa she's going to go on back to the indies. And it's like, I get it. I get it. But also at the same time, like I want to see Daniel Ryan around forever. And like, I'm sorry, we already get, almost lost him once. When you lose two or three zeros at the end of that check, when you get start getting indie paychecks, you know it's well. Granted, well, <laughs> I mean there 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 are people in on the indies now that are making money. Yeah, you know, there's the Chris they, Jericho's, there's the Rey Mysterio's, yes, of course, the, but the, but the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Okay, hold on, they're independent contractors on a real level. On a real level, yes, but still, they. I mean. Yes, there. I mean, Kenny and the Bucks, as we all know, are a very special case. Mm-hmm. They're a very special case. They've take they've put in years and years and years and years of doing the being consistent on the indies. You could say, you could argue that you know the Bucks' time as the Impact players interrupted that a little bit, but like by and large, they've been indie guys forever. Yeah, and that's who they are. Daniel Bryan hasn't been an indie guy for shit almost ten years now. Uh, yeah, or maybe oh longer than that, right? Yeah, I, I think I think it's around ten years. Wait, because, I'm gonna look it up because uh, he started in NXT, uh, uh, the original iteration of NXT. At I believe it was the beginning. Right? No, I think it was the beginning of 2009 when that began, which leads me to believe that he was likely in FCW at the end of 2008. That's what I'm gonna put out there. I'm pulling this up. Okay, sure, wait. So no, actually, wait. No, uh, I could be wrong. I could have the years mixed up by one, but I believe that. NXT season one, for some reason, I'm feeling like that was, shoot, that might have been 2008. But I'm just also curious. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, What's your final answer? My final answer is that he, NXT season one it was began in 2009. You went the wrong way. It was 2010. And so one lower, it was one higher. It was 2010. February 23rd. So it hasn't been Brian a made his debut yet. on the inaugural episode of NXT on February 23rd, 2010. So it hasn't been a, de- a, oh, a decade yet, but it's been close to a decade. Close. I, yeah, I, I, I can see where I and went wrong. I just, and, you know, it, <laughs> I can see where I went wrong. I, if, I remember, Daniel, if Daniel Bryan had had this happen to him before the whole thing with WrestleMania 30, before his retirement and when he came back before this whole thing with Brie and Total Divas and stuff. You're stepping into a serious time machine. You're back to the future in this scenario. Yes. If that had all, if Precisely. this had happened before that, then th- then you could argue that. Daniel Bryan is part of the machine now, and not only that, his family is. That's yeah. the thing to me, too, is that, like, at the end of the day, if Daniel Bryan had done that, he would have fucked his whole family. Like, yeah, he literally would have fucked his whole family. Nobody's over. home. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, but, like, is Brie's, on the, Brie's always on either on the West Coast or in Stanford filming stuff, and Daniel's wherever in uh, in Hoboken, some, some like doing some indie show for three hundred people. Why would people think ever 
that he would go back on the indies. Well, I think it was less the indies and more. I know that he has goals of things he wants to do that he, yeah. that he has openly talked about. Sure. He wants to wrestle a hair match in Mexico. Uh, you know, he wants to wrestle the G1. Like, these are his personal goals, less financially related and more mm-hmm. personally related. Because, yeah, sure, I get Daniel that. Because Daniel has done multiple interviews where he has talked about the fact that he has, like, no ambition. That he has zero ambition. That it's not that he doesn't care about money. Yeah. That he literally just, he has these wrestling goals that he wants to accomplish. So I think that's the main reason yeah. why is that people are like, but well, all those interviews. You're going to wrestle the Bludgeon yeah. Brothers hey. again. You're going to wrestle so, No Way Jose is still. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, you're going to be wrestling AJ Styles. You're going to be wrestling Finn Samoa Balor. Joe. Oh, my God. What a what a horrible circumstance. That's the thing that always gets me from these, like, you know, armchair quarterbacks and other people that are just living in the digital ether. It's just like, why the hell would this guy ever make a choice to go on the indies? There's no – I would say, like, I'm sorry. Oh, I want to wrestle a hair match in Mexico. You think that's enough for somebody to turn down a million dollars a year? Give me a break. He can go do that when he's old and broken down. He could do with the WWE if he sticks around long enough. They yeah. go to Mexico and just make the match. Why not? Just Boom. It. He's got it. It's just like, there, and there are so many world-class competitors, meaning people that Daniel Bryan would have wrestled before he came to WWE, that he maybe did wrestle before he went to WWE, who are in WWE yeah, now. That's- and not only that, but like we live in an era where it's just like, yeah, I get it. Back in the day when Daniel Bryan first started on NXT in 2010, which I should have known, um, like they were doing matches with him that would have been like four minutes, five minutes. But they'll give somebody like him and AJ Styles, they'll give them 25 minutes on a pay-per-view. They have so much damn time to fill at this point that they're going to get that time. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do unprotected hair shots, and they're not going to be able to do crazy head shots. (laughs) When I say hair Hair, shots? Hair shots? But that too. And, that's and, Bianca Belair who does hair shots. <laughs> but, there, but the thing is, like, there's all these things I know like, that you can do in the indies that you can't do. There's a level of interaction that yes. they're not going to allow because this is like a mainstream worldwide television program. I get that. But to think like that he's like that the, the chance to wrestle it all in is going to entice him to give up a, a multi-million dollar contract opportunity with the WWE who is going to give him limited dates, who's going to give him a contract that pays him well, that Ooh. keeps him on TV, that keeps his family fed, that takes care of everybody. It's just like... That's such foolish and, thinking to think he would give it up, and absolutely, and probably when his career finally does end, probably keep him on the payroll. Totally. He's, he'd I mean, be he's an amazing trainer with them because yeah. of what happened. Of, he, of course, not only an amazing like, trainer. That dude has probably inspired so many people who are his size to actually give it a go. Like a lot of these dudes in I, WWE. I, I have that. a hard time believing that Dana Bryan won't be a producer after or a trainer after he's actually ready to yeah. retire because yeah. before. He had he was forced to try and couldn't do those things because he couldn't take bumps. You I mean, know? where the where the performance center are, is like they, he could definitely have some weird outdoor toilet around that area, like and and, and enough properties <laughs> to compost toilet. Hey, he could have a whole compound of weird hippie crap, and <laughs> and, and uh, you know what? Like the climate of Florida would allow stuff to grow there too. And I'm so just I think also he'd be into it. I'm just curious as to who they want him to wrestle. Like, who do fans on the indies like? Well, like, oh, like Kenny Omega, you know. Uh, so, like, I, people like, that he's at, I mean, like, he, uh, has he wrestled the Bucks before? I feel like he I has mean, to have. Yes, I'm sure he has, but it would have been so long ago, you yeah, know. Like, I, it would have been 2000, at least 2010. But to, to Eli's point, a lot of these guys that are, like, on the Dream Match list either are in the WWE now or will be in the very, fu- in the well, very future. Well, I mean, there, there is a very healthy independent scene right now as well. Yes. But, I mean, even yeah. though the WWE is rapidly trying to, I just don't, to sign as many I, of them I, as I possible. I think if you were like, oh, what are your Daniel Bryan indie dream matches? You're not going to have more than, like, this many. It's you true. Know? Like, it's it, true. Like, and it's I think you have small... way more in WWE you, right you now, do. especially with the amount of people they've signed. You do. And you know what? You also have a quality ring to wrestle in. You know what? You also have... Pads on the outside, protection from the fans, protection from anything that might possibly happen. Doctors backstage, things of that nature yeah. that are actually an important audience, to somebody. The, an audience had, like, that isn't just in North or South or West America. You know, like it's 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 worldwide. Yeah. It literally is worldwide. Also, an audience that scales from young children to elderly people, and not just one demographic that's going to fill up like you know the Indies. The I mean, Hall. like as much well, as you guys are. I, I, while I agree with you, I feel like you are giving backhanded this to the Indies as well. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. These, as we've but, seen, but the, well, it's Bingo Hall, Legion hey, Hall, but the Indies 300 is, the people Indies crowd. Is, the Indies is a place to come up and thrive. Absolutely. But Daniel Bryan has already lived the Indie scene. 
He doesn't need a long time. And I'm not, just saying. All, all I'm saying is there are a thousand person indie crowds. There I, are bigger indie crowds. Of course, and they happen. But those are flash. I mean, like, like no, get, there are there are more than that, that, like in the in, in Europe and so there are. I mean, they're doing Wembley Stadium progress. How you know, many? Like, so the indie wrestling it does have big events. Of but course. I agree wholeheartedly with you. I'm just saying when you guys keep mentioning like the small nature of indie. I mean, indie I, I'm, it, I'm not trying to make it seem rise. small, but. It's very difficult to become a millionaire Agreed. on the indie scene, uh, and agree. and and it's very rare that you see somebody who has main evented WrestleMania give up a WWE contract to go back to the indies. Agreed. That's exactly uh, what I was going for. hundred percent agree with you guys on that front. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier in this conversation, Jamie. Uh, you mentioned. The slow burn that, that's been happening with Daniel Bryan, where we haven't really got like full force Daniel Bryan push. It's, it's felt like like he's been coming back. We do these things. We haven't gotten the full you know push on Daniel Bryan versus Miz. That I, I mean, I, think I can't remember wants. the last time he won a match. I think though they've been waiting. <laughs> <I'm> serious? <laughs> I think they've been, well. No, he won on SmackDown this week. Was that a win? Against was Andrade, a, two weeks in a row. Was that a win? I thought the match just got in, like they interrupted. No, the no, match. he won both weeks in a row. He won clean actually. I think both okay. weeks in a row. But but uh, I'm wrong. I, I only know now that I do these recaps. I'm getting better on like what happens every week because I'm not yeah. looking at my phone as much during the show because I have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but um, it's called being a professional. I'm getting better at it. What can I say? <laughs> well, now I have to actually have opinions on the show, you know. Uh, but what I was going to say is, I, I have a feeling that they are Jamie. That they are um, doing that. That was being done because they didn't know if he was resigning. And I think that now that he's resigned, I have a feeling they're going to go full force with it. All right. Because I feel like. It, it, it writes itself to have Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble this year and yeah. have him go on to WrestleMania against, you know, whoever the champion oh, hopefully you, is. Can you imagine if, like, he got close and didn't win it? <laughs> Just, like, the, the upheaval that would take place in the crowd. <laughs> I almost would want to see it, to be honest with I you. Me too. <laughs> um, okay, moving topics here. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we got a few of them. Let's see. Which one should we do here? Let's do... I, you know, I, I want to get your guys' opinion on this story. It's kind of a fun one. Certainly. Uh, so a survey went out this week that kind of gives a little bit of insight into uh, possible future plans for WWE Network programming. I saw, I saw this. I always like these. I'm aware that these uh, half the time never actually happen. Yeah. But I do know for a fact that uh, that some of these are actually things that are in talks. That, that, that they and, are in development. And just the just the, the concepts of some of the shows that they pitch are just fun enough to read. Yeah. They are. They really are. <laughs> um, my The one that I thought seems like a no-brainer is uh, the House Hardy Halloween special. Yeah. Uh, it says, go inside the... You know, actually, I didn't set this up enough, but basically this, this survey went out um, and it just gauges your reaction on things, and it mentions different shows. Most of them are actually, like I said, most of them are actually happening. But um, the, the the description for House Hardy said House Hardy Halloween Special. Go inside the wonderful world of the Hardy family in this delightful short form scripted comedy featuring Matt and Jeff Hardy. Now we have both, we recently talked about this how Matt is at a stage in his career where he's trying to figure out what's going to happen in the future. Um, I believe he's not cleared to wrestle right now, and that he's kind of figure that he's he's rehabbing things, waiting to see what's going to happen. This to me seems like a no brainer because like why wouldn't you want to utilize him, yeah. uh, especially for a Halloween special? You know, it, it, you would think it would go hand in hand with yeah. the, the Woken Hardy stuff, and you. You already had one on Raw that was fun. You know, why wouldn't you do something, make some kind of use out of it? That, that's like a perfect use of the network when it comes down to like, Hey, if you don't want to put this on TV, I actually understand that to some extent because they're married to their television program the way they've been doing it. But the network is a place to do obscurities, to put yeah. stuff like Table for Three, which, by the way, is getting really old. But um, it's I so stopped funny. watching it a while it's ago. It's so funny how out of all the dope shows that they had that they got rid of, that's the one that stayed around. Table, table three, yeah, yeah, I know. You know what's bothersome to me is that the, the network is a lot of the original programming has just become the just like the the, the least effort programming lately. Like, you know? my, like, like my buddy works. Like I have a friend. Like I have a friend that works from home, and um, I pay him a little extra cash to come and like walk my dog occasionally and stuff when I'm at home. Yeah, and. He and I leave the net. <laughs> you're gonna laugh, but I leave the network because my dog likes noise, ambient noise around. Yeah, yeah. Like he freaks out when it's quiet. And the WWE Network is the only like streaming service that I know that doesn't have the feature that "Are you still watching?" Yeah, and then it shuts yeah. off. So I just leave it on because it doesn't shut off. Oh, because you don't have cable, huh? No, I don't. So <laughs> um, my buddy has been. It's crazy. This past year, where he has had no experience in wrestling whatsoever, and now he's got a pretty. 
average hold on it, which I'm impressed with. But he's like, Jamie, why do you like the network so much? It's literally wrestlers eating dinner the entire time. <laughs> and I was like, it's really on all the time. It's <laughs> like, and there were great shows. I mean, I loved. I mean, say what you will about him personally or what. Like, I never had any issues with JBL. I loved Legends with JBL. I thought that show was great. I loved that show. Me too. I, I like. There was. All, I mean, I don't know if. The, I mean, I can understand if they don't bring back something else to wrestle with. On. Um, I can see that too. I, I mean, I can see why they wouldn't. I mean, they. It did. also was kind of redundant to listen to the show and watch the show. Like it was like the same. It was, I, I there was used, nothing different between. The I could have used more clips. They like did video towards clips the end. The they did they a lot started more. To, but I just like. I just. The first episode was no clips. Hey. <laughs> Why hasn't there been another Legends House? I, I, it was I, the I, first show that, that they even filmed. That for they had in, yeah, it was just yeah. in the can. Just in the can. They just had it. Network. They just had it. Like I remember, I did a story on it at TMZ, and then two years later, the show finally came yeah, out. Yeah, like I remember, happened. I'm friends with Ashley Roberts, the girl that hosted that originally, and she was like. Holy shit, that came out? Yeah. Like, she, like God, that, that, that scene where <laughs> Patterson pantses the fink is my fa- one of my favorite WWE things that's ever happened but, before. But uh, going back to this topic with um, the House of Hardy, it goes to what I was just saying. I, wa- I think me and along with the rest of the Woken Warriors out there, we are fiending for more brokenness. Yeah. And we barely got any. I mean, we got, we got one. No, we got two, kind of. We got... One to two animal encounters, if that. <laughs> I like you said that while rolling your eyes. Anyone outside of wrestling or heard that saw you say that would be so confused. Like, we got two animal encounters, if that. And the goldfish <laughs> one. It's like, okay, they did that. Were you with- on a safari? No, I'm talking about my favorite wrestler's vignette. Uh, yes, no. and I'm sa- I'm sorry, but a go- him talking, playing chess with a goldfish, while funny for the first one, should have led to more. Yes. And they did one more with George Washington, the giraffe again. But, like... It's just Vince, man. Like, it's just Vince wants things that Vince thinks is funny, you know? Yeah. And it's like, he, he clearly just doesn't get this. And he's... If Skarsgård... What 70-year-old is going to be in touch with what the young people want? Like... I, if Stradivari was just this piece of poo that Matt talked to, I bet it would be on the t- on the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely true. All right, so another one is... Um, Fashion police having their own version of unsolved mysteries. And it says, Tyler Breeze and Fandango attempt to crack the case of numerous unsolved mysteries that have eluded the WWE universe over the years. Now, Yes. This, also yeah, good. All, yeah. These are what also I good see on the network. Well, this, they, WWE, if you're listening, these are the shows I want to see. Or, you know, WWE you can just reply to the, the well, email. Well, I, didn't get, I didn't have a survey sent. The beauty of it is, is like, the, like all of these program ideas, well, this program idea in, in specific – is great because it helps promote the two wrestlers who are going to be on actual TV and everything like that, too. Not just on the network, but on broadcast TV, meaning that you can give them publicity. You can give them more airtime. You know, you can get their characters out there. They can build their characters more with that airtime. Not only that, this goes back to what we were saying. And we've talked about this before recently, I think, about that that YouTube show that Josh Matthews and the Road Dog had Love with, that that with, with Puppet H, where it was like they would kind of talk about stuff. And it's like, hey, wrestling is so ripe for like making fun of by wrestlers. Like it's the same way that I like I always tell this story um about uh like the story of the opening of Disneyland, how like people's feet were sinking in the asphalt. And that's like a disaster at the time. But 60 years later, that's a beloved fact. It's the same thing with like the gobbledygooker. Like that's the stupidest thing ever that they did. And yet it's a beloved joke now in the Russian community. The Shockmaster. The sh- Shockmaster. And, and the thing is like with all these storylines that went nowhere, and there's so many of them. Shockmaster is a Comic-Con exclusive action figure. That's <laughs> insane. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like there's, there's a place for these things. And that show is a place to highlight those. To, to give these two pro wrestlers time in the spotlight and everything like that and just have fun with the overall business of pro wrestling. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that for all the talent that aren't being featured prominently on the roster. It's just more of give an opportunity for your talent to get over. Well, it's like if you look at uh, Being the Elite. You look at Being the Elite, for example. Being the Elite is one of the most popular wrestling shows right now, bar none, that people that wrestling fans watch, especially like the younger wrestling crowd because yeah. they like YouTube and stuff, and it has no wrestling on it. Yeah. You know, So uh, it's the same thing with like uh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Southpaw Regional Wrestling had no wrestling on it. It was a great way to utilize some of your talent in a different way. But, but, but for me, this Fashion Police thing or this House Hardy thing, it's more character-driven. And, yeah. and, and that's what I want to see. Like I like... I honestly think that you could do this. It wouldn't cost 
it would cost barely any money. They're sitting around anyways. Well, Fandango's injured right now, but you know they're sitting around anyway backstage for the most part, or even they could film these remotely or whatever. Um, I'm just thinking that it's a way to get your talent over. Yeah, you know? and I can imagine. I mean, knowing knowing now how much Rebby films and edits and does stuff on her own, she probably has so much footage in the can for just for the first few seasons it, and alone. Oh yeah. In oh terms yeah. of like the, the unsolved mysteries thing, it that's would be, a great idea. It would be like like, if, like let's take a look at the actual unsolved mysteries. So it always started out with. Robert Stack walking out on a misty street under like a street light or something like that. That was the way every single episode started. You, that, what, well, the reason I'm mentioning that is because that's how every episode of this could start. Meaning that's cheap. Film a bunch of intros to these things. You do totally. ten episodes. Film a bunch of intros. Every other scene that has to include them is either voiceover or them in front of a green screen or just right there. Or even better, you, to to latch onto that is to do. Um, you know, is to do the recreations. You yeah. know, like the the dramatic recreations oh, oh. where it's someone dressed up as the wrestler. They're they're of this mystery they're trying to solve, and it would be famous things that happen in WWE. Like they had that board behind them when they used to yeah. do the fashion yeah. police or the fashion files. Um, they could be those kinds of things, and then they have to I, solve I mean, the there, There's no way. There's no reason why. You know, you guys know I have an affinity for the Edge and Christian show that was on the WWE Network, and one of the reasons I liked it was because of the cameos that popped up. Virgil cameoed on it. Brutus the Barber Beefcake cameoed on it. You could have these cameos show up. These guys will work for half a sandwich and a bowl of soup for Christ's sake like put them on the show like all these like storylines that they want and I'm sorry like I don't mean to like demean any of these people actually either but like the thing is is that uh, you know Virgil will show up for a bowl of pasta like I mean it, it, it's common sense he was supposed to be an all in weekend and then he wasn't there at all well, yeah, maybe... how, how is the probably the most viral wrestler on the internet not at all in that doesn't make sense I was confused by that too I thought for sure I, I had heard he was going to be there I was very confused by that they're uh, like is it all you can eat and they're like no and he's like then I won't be there it's like, <laughs> all is it, out is it never I'm all, all out. out and I'm all in on a never ending pasta bowl <laughs> um, okay this one is the only, this one sound kind of boring to me uh, cheat day with Becky Lynch WWE superstars work hard and train harder see what they do on their cheat day wait so cheat day so it's their Instagram as, yeah, as Becky Lynn and Charlotte like, <laughs> indulge in one of Becky's favorite breakfast eateries. Well, it's kind of like that Renee Young show that she was doing. I don't know if I liked that show as well. What, much. Unfiltered? Yeah, I didn't like Unfiltered. Until she went, she went and ate places Unfiltered? She went to like a – yeah, she, there was a lot of times they were like a coffee spot. But it was like an a, interview show. Yeah, yeah, but it, they would like go to like a place where the wrestler liked, if I recall. I, like, I watched like, almost all the Unfiltered, and it was mostly – I mean the focus wasn't on where they were. The focus wasn't on – it wasn't the focus of well, the show. No, I know that. I'm not interested in a, another take on Table for Three, but what yeah, I would, exactly. be, what, what I would like be interested in is like – well, they let's just see. really like their wrestlers eating food. Well, let's see. <laughs> let, well, let's see a normal day of what their like their calorie count is, and then let's see how many calories they eat on their cheat day or something mm, like that. That sounds really boring. No, well, it would I'm be, tired but, of the fucking food on yeah, the network. I don't need any more food eating on the network. To be completely honest with you, um, yeah, we're just we're vetoing any idea. Hey, we should do a show idea. called Shots, and it's how what wrestler can take the most shots? I'll watch that. show. I would watch that. Yeah, it'd be funny. I'd watch because that. it would be astronomical levels in some cases. See, see how <laughs> see how many shots it takes them to not be able to do a good like, can you imagine how many shots it would take to put Michael Hayes down <laughs> a lot a lot a lot I don't know there's part of me that feels like that guy probably takes a shot and he's just like Let's <laughs> every time I hear dude 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 I always think of Andy that rid it did, did it. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody make a mashup of that somehow <laughs> uh, <laughs> alright so this is another one that I thought sounded really cool this was Xavier's arcade challenge, yeah. where Xavier Wood takes his love of retro gaming to the finest barcades in the country and that's challenges the WWE what, Universe in one-on-one competition. That's funny because that's the original. That's what Up Up Down Down was supposed to be. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I remember I was watching on table for three. <laughs> 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 the most recent one, which was the viral episode, which is, I did want to watch that one. It's a good one. It's fun because you. It's I recommend it because you find out a lot of stuff about about the the e true the e the true long island yeah the Zack Ryder thing the Zack Ryder yeah yeah but you find I mean there's some interesting facts about that that you didn't know like that were really, I mean it's just really interesting I mean the Matt Hardy facts weren't as interesting not because it's not an interesting story but we've we know it. You know, that, like, what, because he's been so vocal about it. Yeah. But, like, I mean, just the production of how the inception of the show, the, the Zack Ryder one, and even the up, up, down, down of how many times, 
like Xavier Woods was met with like a no or you well that you have to use the talent name and like because you know he doesn't use the talent yeah. names and um, it's just really interesting because I think that's what it, just him touring barcades that was what he wanted originally and they said no they didn't want him to do it and um, I think that was before the network that's funny because you know it, I feel like I would personally watch this more than I watch I, I don't really I, I can't I, I for the life of me I can't get into watching other people play video games I well just can't I'm do it. also curious as to because that's on YouTube yeah how are they going to get away with it like getting the rights to these games on on a on a network you have to get the rights to. You to, have to. I think you do to show no, the to shoot uh, someone playing a video game to show the well, but watch. No, because why would you want to watch that? You have to have the footage on the screen. Why would you want to watch two people with their backs to you yeah. playing a video game? You need. See, the this footage. is why I think watching people play video games is stupid. Well, the reason why YouTube culture and Twitch is so easy to do is because there's no profit in it. They don't make any money off of the streaming of the games. They make money through um, like sponsors that they yeah. Promote, yeah, but like nobody's paying them to play the video game. You know what I'm saying? And so they're not. You know, now that you mentioned all this, if you watch any play, like play, or, like watch through, or like people playing, it's always the game, and they're a very small box. You yeah, know, that I've seen. Um, now that you've talked to me about this, and we've talked this one out. I think I'm vetoing this one. I don't think I like this one anymore. I don't, I don't think I, I like it anymore. It, I don't want to watch seems, someone's back. You're right. They, it, it, well, they I don't think need, they would be filming their backs. I think no, they'd they have would cameras need the footage, on the machine. Well, they this would is need also the, kind of boring. They would need the footage of the games, and I don't know logistically how they could do that. Because in order for the barcade thing to work, they would have to just go in there. In order for them to do this right, they would have to go in beforehand, look at every single game, and make sure that they can clear all of them. Including the ones that aren't, and this is even trickier. There are like the Simpsons one, that company, like the Konami. I don't think Konami exists anymore. Yeah, you know, do so they like, not exist anymore. Mm, not. I think they got absolved into Rare. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I don't think. know. Exactly. I don't know. But um, but like it's it, it, there's all these older arcade games that they don't have the rights to. So that if it, they had access to a time machine and could go <laughs> back to arcades and arcade heydays when people actually were like. Angry with each the only other reason up, yeah, I mean, the only reason I'm up and down down works is because it's on YouTube. Yeah. All right, moving topics here a little bit. We got we're getting short on time here. We had a uh, whole tangent beginning about Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, well, we, you know, it was an important part of the discussion. I thought precisely. <laughs> well, here I'll let you guys pick. Then what do you? Well, just so you guys have a say here. Mm-hmm. He, oh, <laughs> uh, a bug. I slapped myself on the back. I'm actually just picking this one, and I want to talk about Heath Slater saying that he's hoping. For a future opportunity, you yeah. know, Heath Slater, you know, has been around. I, I, I didn't even realize how long he has been in Fucking WWE. Fucking workhorse. He's been signed to WWE since 2007. he was 22 years old. 2006, I think it was. Yeah, that, that he, sounds about right. At FCW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been back since the FCW. What, was, actually, his, no, what was his He name was in again? Deep South. Oh, wow. What was his yeah. name again? Uh, I can tell you if I pull it up. But his, his, D, his FCW name. Uh, it was uh, Heath Miller. Is that yeah, what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, so Heath, uh, so Heath posted, uh, he posted an update on update. Excuse me, he posted uh, an Instagram post this week and kind of reflecting on his career, where he said, "I got signed with WWE when I was 22 years old. I've been through Deep South, Florida Championship Wrestling, and the foundation of NXT." I've been in faction after faction and tag team after tag team. None of them actually went the way I hoped. Just hope that one day before this is all over that I can do things my way. And as a grizzled young vet in this business, I hope that it comes sooner than later. Now, you know, I, this resonated with me because he really has been in so many tag teams, mm-hmm. so many factions. I mean, he was in Nexus, Core, 3MB, Slater Gator. Now he's got the thing with Rhino. You know, he he's never really... Had a singles opportunity on the main roster since Not he's been really. there. I mean, he, he had that did. one time when he wrestled Seth Rollins, right? It was Seth Rollins that he that he, he wrestled for the like, and when, then he won, and he won, and then he didn't really even do anything. And then there was that it. whole thing where he would have a singles match every night, but just get squashed by a legend. There was that as well. <laughs> but you know, the things that we've just mentioned right there. I feel like those were all memorable things. Like we remember, Heath Slater, Heath Slater yeah. has had a memorable career. Yeah, and he's well, knocked well, out of the park every time well, that he's given the opportunity. The, the problem is, though, is that and and he's fallen into this this routine, and this happens in WWE to a lot of people. What's a great Heath Slater match? 
Okay. Totally. That, 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 I, well, that, the one I can think of is the one I just said. Yeah, that's it's, still, Seth so it's just like the, the problem is, is that he hasn't been in a position where he could be visually seen having a dynamite match. I don't really know what moves he does. I don't really know. Like, like I mean, could you tell me his finisher? Probably no, not. I, I actually can't. And and be honest with you, I couldn't tell you any other moves that he does because he doesn't really get a lot of moves and you know that are not defensive moves or that you know not a, kind of more of a job or, or quality. Or just getting beat up before he hot tags Ryan. You know, like I mean, he's he's kind of been almost on like an Ellsworth level in most of these situations that he's been in, where it's just like, well, he's there to get beat. Well, it's it, you know we were talking about this in the raw recap a few weeks ago when we were talking about B team and it, and it, and it was something that. I've noticed while watching them was that with B-Team, because for so long we've seen them not get any offense in, that they it's almost weird to watch them get offense yeah. in when they're allowed. Like, yeah. And it almost feels like they themselves, it's different for them because for so long – their their job has been to help get others over and yeah. not themselves. And so it's almost like you can tell – they're, they're, like, not used to it. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the Kurt Hawkins-Dolph Ziggler match. They're like, holy shit, Kurt Hawkins can work. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, you know? And um, Well, that's my case. That's my thing, though. We know that Heath Slater – we know there's that there there's that one Seth Rollins match. If given the opportunity, I do think that Heath Slater could well, I just think the I, biggest thing that's holding Heath back, and it's just the luck of the draw – it is not a knock on Heath whatsoever. I think Heath is an incredible talent, and his longevity is, I mean, close to him and our truth. I don't know who else has been on the roster as long as him. You know, like, um, but um, it's his look. It's not a very intimidating look. Yeah. It's just not, and it's that fact that you know, after a few, after so many years, you because I mean, Vince has a million things to worry about. When you become that guy and that's the role you play, that's just what you do. Yeah. You know, well, when you're running the show out. It's that... easy to rely on him for that specifically. Yes. And it's like that's what he goes to it for. Like, I mean, not to reference one of my favorite wrestlers out of spite for Ryan, but like Tito Santana was not winning matches for like the last eight years he no. was on the WWE roster. He was there to put other people over. You know, somebody like Heath Slater, you know, and this is no different than his former 3MB tag team partner. Um Gender? No. Drew? Drew. Sorry, I was slipping it. Um, he had to go away. He had to go away and disappear. And and that's the same thing that really probably needs to happen with Heath Slater. Because you don't look at Heath Slater and think anything but he's getting thrown out of the rumble real fast. I'm and sorry. And you didn't think just... anything the same with Gender at the time. You know, when Gender got fired, it was the same way. You looked at him, he had to go and he had to get buff. Like, yeah. he, well, if that, to be fair, they rehired him when he wasn't that buff. So I guess I shouldn't say that. But still, the the the... Change in look did help. I do think I think you guys are 100 percent on the money there. I think that he does need a change in well, look. And and not only that, but like you know, the, Triple H recently had an interview about people going back to NXT, and it's just like that might be good for you Slater to go out of there, get out of the mainstream TV limelight, go and where, go someplace yeah. where fans will appreciate you as a wrestler I'm specifically. The one, I'm not asking that question, Triple H. Were you? Yeah, that was during one of the conference calls. Nice. Because I, I wanted. Because I remember I used to love when people did that. When Tyson Kidd went back, I didn't hear. Sure. What was his answer? It was just something along the lines of like it was you know that that he would love if people could if, if that was something they could still do if they could have people shuffled in every once in a while. But at the Dude, same time, they have so many people there right now. Back in the day, that it's kind of not the same as it used to be. Back in the day, they used to, like people from WWE. Like let's take Al Snow went to ECW. For a refresher that did wonders for Al Snow's career. So Stone Cold going to ECW, yeah, yeah like, oh, for oh, like, like a for like a month. But yeah. showing, but he got he got that pro the, yeah. for a cup of was, coffee or a cold beer. But he even talks about how like going beer, there dude. and getting you know, the, back when I went up there to ECW. <laughs> but even he talks about how getting getting an opportunity to just kind of shoot on the mic a little bit did help yeah. him kind of form. Uh, you know, change himself a little like, bit. Like, Heath Slater's got a great story in going back to NXT because people would discount him immediately and all these NXT upstarts would think that they could just take him. But what if Heath Slater started showing that he actually does have And hey, this whole I got kids line. thing, what if it was taken seriously? What if he does live in a trailer and, like, what if he really did need the money? Yeah. Like, what if it wasn't a what joke? What if it was desperation and it yeah. wasn't a joke desperation? It was like, I'm going to kill you, desperation. I would love if they changed the desperation to from jokes to yeah, serious instead like of the NXT. I put, either and, and he's I just put going my... up against all the indie guys, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, yeah. and he's just it's tearing like, it up. Either I put my foot in your ass or my kids don't eat tonight. So Yeah, what if it was something – what if Vince McMahon went up to him and was just like – 
ruthless. Unless you win, your kids are not eating. Similar to like whenever he told Ric Flair, the next time you lose, like you're retired and everything like that. That was a great. That was a great. Like, what if he does get fired? Like next time you lose, you get fired. Yeah. That'd be a great levy yeah. rating. And your kids won't be able to eat. How cool is it that Velveteen Dream is doing or an indie show, Brock Les- show? Or as Brock Lesnar would say, I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, since we're talking about people going to other country- countries, other companies, uh, I-, I think it's so cool that Velveteen Dream is going to be wrestling in Evolve. Yeah, yeah it's That's a nice a s- homecoming. Yeah, it's so random. Well, he was never in Evolve, but, but homecoming, to like that was the place where he... Uh, where the, the, the arena, yes. saying, is where he wrestled a lot. Uh, but still, I... I it's you know the other people they've lended out from NXT, from what I recall, largely been people who were already indie guys, yeah. like guys who were already famous on the indie scene prior. Uh, well, then the, they sent Hideo Itami to Japan for, but but where he was famous before Noah, I mean that was where he made his name. You know, yeah. um, I find it interesting that you know they're letting one of their kind of like largely for the most part homegrown talents do yeah. that. It's pretty cool. Because I think very really often. I think the I think the whole us against them thing has really started to calm down because they. Just oh, like, you're crazy! It's ramping yeah? up. You oh, think so? oh, fuck yeah, dude! That's why they're signing Riddle and Keith Lee. I mean, even that Matt Riddle thing, uh, his wife in that 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 now deleted um, interview that that video she posted on YouTube. She literally said that Matt Riddle got an offer from New Japan. And out of respect, he called Gabe Sapolsky at Evolve because that's who he had a contract with and said, hey, I just got an offer from New Japan. And like an hour later, Triple H called him saying they wanted to sign him. Right. So, I mean, that, that is – No, I, I do see that in terms of well. their talent, but I don't think that it's nearly as worried about that they're going to beat them in some sort of ticket sales or, or ratings anymore. They're not. And the fact of the matter is, if you want to talk about who's going to make more money, it's always going to be WWE, no, no matter how many Sear centers you sell out. Well, I, in NXT, you don't make as much as you make on the main roster. You yeah, do but go not back and, yet, but you're on the way. You're on the way, but I mean, arguably, in terms of pay, you might be making the same as what you could make in maybe even a little bit yes, less than I what mean, you would like make if, in like New Japan instance, or being on your own. Like, say for, but he should not need to, but say somehow Kenny Omega gets signed, which. Not anytime soon. He probably wouldn't have to go to NXT, but say he did. Say he did. Yes, for a period of time, he would have to take a pay cut because that's just what it is. But at the same time, you're – I mean you're also – I mean you could say a lot of that goes towards the biggest like training – the best. I mean I've seen it. Like I've been there. I've used it. That training facility is incredible and it's only gotten better since I've been there. And so you get access to that. You get access to people helping you throughout your entire career. Oh, no. I'm not arguing the merits of it. I'm just saying from a strictly financial standpoint, if you're looking at dollars and cents here, you know, I mean, you look at it and you go like, well, I, mean, like, I might be making of a course, little less. Of course. Like, for, like, like people like Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, to an extent, Adam Page, and Mar- even Marty. Like it's they would they, they, if they ever did get signed, they probably wouldn't make match to match what they're making right now. But it's it's about investing. Yeah, it's about it's all about investing. Whereas you know Marty doesn't have a family, so he he can he can invest in his career. Whereas you know I, I mean the Bucks they both have families, they don't have the financial stability, especially with kids and 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 families, to take that cut and go go to Florida, hone your craft, your TV craft. So you can play the hard cam continue, always, you know, which some indie people don't know how to do. And so then, uh, so then when you finally do get called up, your family, when you do have that family, you're going to have that security. Of course. Which, you know, the Bucks don't need it right no, now. And, no. But if anybody else get call, gets called up, yes, you will have to take a pay cut for that period of time. And it might financially suck for that period of time. But you're making an investment into a whole larger world. Totally. And so I think that there is a draw to that, 100%. Oh, 100%. And going back to what I was saying about WWE not being – I don't think they're worried about people are going to beat them out in terms of finances because they just won't. I'm sorry. They just got a billion dollars from Fox. And so it, I just think that I, – I, I think the I don't whole, think WWE is worried about it, but I think Triple H is. I don't uh, – maybe. Triple H it has that competitive – Thing that Vince, yeah. Vince doesn't have any competition anymore. Yeah, Triple that's, H, why, that's what I'm saying. As I think the reason why you know letting the New Day go work with Kenny Omega and the, and the Bucks for the the E3 thing, yeah. the Evolve thing, the Adeo going to Japan thing, I think it's I, I think they're just really, really, really starting to let them go. I mean, like, of course, if it was like all in, that'd be different. Yeah, but 
I, I just think that there are a lot the guard of them letting their talent go do other things like of where like to make right by some promoter or where they came up. You know, I think it's I I think they're not as uh, resistant to it. I, I think it's more because Triple H wants to be the new NWA. He wants WWE to be the NWA once Vince leaves. I think that there's somebody behind the scenes that just like love the Simpsons and love the NWA. Like yoink, yeah. just like oh, you want to sign him? Yoink. <laughs> uh, okay, lastly, I want to talk um, just real quick. This this story, I, I more want to talk about it because I wanted to spread the word in case you're listening and you're one of those idiots. But uh, this whole Nike boycott thing is so silly to me. These people that are cutting their socks and the, the, the logos yeah. off their pants and all yeah. that kind of stuff, so their shorts or whatever. O'Shea Jackson in NWA movie said it best. You know, they could do whatever the fuck they want with it. They bought the damn things. That's what it is. Nah, you, it, pay, you paid the money. A lot, <laughs> of, a lot of these people, too, are the ones who are like, why are we helping refugees? We should be helping the soldiers and the veterans. It's like, are you going to give them your Nike clothes? No, you're just going to burn them. You're just going to burn those things? Because I'm sure there's some homeless <laughs> Let me tell you, at the end of this. Well, I want, the reason I brought this up, just so we can, so we can, I would like to hear that, but I want to explain okay. why I brought this up and how this relates to wrestling. <laughs> um, Titus O'Neil. He is attempting to make a positive out of this whole situation. The dude immediately responded with this. Yeah. And I thought it was it was brilliant. I yeah. thought it was a very smart move. He said, Dear boycott, boycott Nike folks, instead of burning or trashing, send whatever Nike gear you no longer want to me at this address. It's 2101 North Florida Avenue in Tampa, Florida, 33602. And I will partner with Metro Ministries, HCSO Sheriff, Tampa PD, and other agencies to distribute them to those in need. Thanks. Um... I love see. I like how positive Titus always is, and yeah. I like that he was able to, you know, instead of reacting negatively to all of it, he was able to just like, hey, let's make a positive out of yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. I have a hard time believing that anyone who is actually burning their clothes or trashing it will take the time to actually do that. Mail though. it? No. I love uh, that there's people that are like, let me cut the Nike symbols off my socks. Like, you ruined your socks. Yeah, they're not going to stay up on your ankles. Hey, sir. you're gonna you're gonna try to put those on next time, and you're gonna tear those socks apart. Trust me, I try to put socks and on at the end of the day, man, all the time. I'm so, at the end of the day. After all this boycotting, you're out of a pair of shoes, and they still have your money. I'm a Reebok man. <laughs> you don't. You have one less pair of shoes, and Nike has sixty more of your dollars. This is very true. All right, Jamie, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at j a m i e underscore i o v i n e or. On Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. And make sure to follow up because we are launching in a few weeks. Hooray, hooray. Nice. Uh, I'm not going to give an exact date because I don't want to be held by accountable <laughs> yeah. in case we don't meet that. But in a few weeks, the network, Shopping Network, is launching. Um, so go to Network Live. Um, we got rid of the older Instagram handle. That's N-T-W-R-K Live. I'm going to double check that while Eli's doing his. I shit, I hope I followed the right one the other no, day. No, the, the original one I posted from back in the day is not the one anymore. So it's, you know, it's just all one word, Network Live, N-T-W-R-K Live. And um, we're going to be posting updates fairly soon. So if you want to be on the first to see what this is all about, please follow. And that's pretty much it for me. And Elijah, where do people find you at? Elijah, wow, you used the full name. I did. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Elijah Bates, or you can find me on Instagram at Brindlebeard. And again, I just want to apologize to everybody for blowing that Daniel Bryan fact about 2010. I'm I, mad about it. I'm, you're I'm, kicked I'm, off the show. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> uh, you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin on all social media. The website, ProWrestlingSheet.com. It's at Wrestling Sheet. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. Uh, you can find... All of the different videos that we update throughout the week on there, uh, the recaps that myself and John Roca have been doing, uh, other random news videos. I did a list on Neville this uh, last week, so uh, make sure you guys go subscribe there. If you're watching, if you if you're watching via YouTube, go check out our audio feed. It's on Podcast One, iTunes, all that kind of fun stuff. And so, if you're not able to watch. When they get put up, you can listen while you're driving. Uh, it's Wrestling Sheet Radio. It's uh, we got the recaps like I was talking about. We've got Top 5 with James McKenna and Kevin Silva. We've got a new show that is going to be debuting this weekend called Ooh. Best of the Rest, which will be about you know all the stuff that I'm unable to cover on all of these shows. So, you know, uh, I think they're going to be talking about the May Young Classic, oh, nice. uh, Lucha Underground, 
Uh, I think they're going to have a little bit of all-in talk. There'll be, you know, Ring of Honor, Impact, all that stuff. The stuff that I don't always have time to cover uh, via these shows. It's going to be hosted by Aaron Turner and Rachel Evans. So keep your guys' ears out for that one in the Wrestling Sheet radio feed. All right. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. For the perfect last-minute gift, check out Spa Finder. With Spa Finder, send a relaxing spa treatment straight to their inbox without leaving the house. Gift cards can be redeemed in-store at thousands of spas and salons nationwide or online at the Spa Finder Wellness Shop. Spa Finder gift cards contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Go to spafinder.com slash podcast15 to save 15%. Or enter the promo code PODCAST15 at checkout. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.